1: I'm Sophie Scott.
2: And I'm James Gill.
1: Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone.
2: We'll be chatting with our favourite people.
1: Sharing uplifting news stories. And
2: delivering tips and tricks.
1: To bring balance to your lives.
2: Hello, welcome to The Balance Podcast. Our guest today is Pixar producer Corrie Ray. Now here at Balance, we would be the first people to say that life envy is not healthy. Absolutely not. You've got to focus on yourself. You can't focus on what other people have achieved. However, in the warmest way possible, and Corrie, if you're listening, and I sort of made this abundantly clear while I was with her, I have life envy in the loveliest sense imaginable. Check this out for a career. So she she has worked on such titles as Monsters, Inc. Now, bear in mind, I mean, to be fair, I was watching these movies before I, have, before I had kids, but now I've got kids, I, I watch them through different eyes, if you like. Monsters Inc, The Incredibles, Tokyo Mater, which is a a spin-off from the the Cars films, Up, Mater's Tall Tales, which again is a a, a spin-off show from Cars, Monsters University, and she's the producer on the latest Pixar film that is out today, Friday the 6th of March, Onward. The reviews and word of mouth on this film speaks for itself. When Corey and I had this chat uh, a good few weeks ago, I had seen extended footage. So not the whole movie, but certainly enough to formulate uh, the sort of opinion that has been backed up by the reviews. That's very partridge, wasn't (laughs) it? Suffice to say, I was right. Uh, But I mean, to be fair, fair, uh, predicting that a Pixar movie is going to be good is, uh, I was going to say it's a bit like predicting a Liverpool win, but I I couldn't have picked a worse week to say that following uh, two, this is a pure tangent. I've not done a tangent for a while. Feels good. So Corey Ray Oh, by the way, Corrie Ray has one of those names where you have to say her full name. Uh, the comedian Sarah Pascoe falls into the same category. Some people just have a name where you have to say the full name. So Cory Ray very kindly reveals what it is like to work at Pixar. So I thought it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you work. I think, and I certainly speak for myself, we could all do with taking a little bit of Pixar magic into our everyday workplace. I'm well aware that it's easier said than done. If you're stressed and everyone, everyone's screaming because they're so stressed... It's, maybe it's not that easy to say, "Hey, come on, guys, uh, share with you a bit of wisdom from Pixar." But Corey reveals enough here where you probably are able to take little things and little bits of wisdom that that she she gives. Pixar sounds even more magical than I'd possibly dreamed. So this is there's, this is great. Corey shares how she has ended up as a film producer. That is fascinating. We talk onward. We talk movies. Um, and then as I say, the stuff about Pixar and what makes Pixar tick is fascinating. And I am trying. <laughs> Let's all try. Take Corey's advice on board, uh, and take that into the workplace. I won't spoil it, but it's really, it's, when you hear it, it's really, it is really lovely, heart swelling stuff. So there is a reason why Pixar has a reputation for, uh, for being so magical. And, and you know what? It's thanks to people like Corey Ray for, Spreading the sunshine, you know, for being brilliant and for being kind. And I suppose it goes back to, it's a quote I've mentioned on here maybe once before, but there's a quote by Conan O'Brien, the late night talk show host in America, who once said, if you work hard and are kind, amazing things will happen. And uh, so I've turned that that into uh, Jerry's final thoughts to the uh, Springer fans in the house. Uh, So here here she is, the the wonderful, the life-affirmingly lovely Um, And again, insights to why Pixar is magical. Um, Corey Ray and huge thanks to everyone at Disney and Pixar for making this happen. I I sound like I've won a competition the way I said that, but I I really mean it.
3: I just did it last week.
2: It's heartbreaking.
3: I thought I I I got this whole great video and nothing. I just didn't press it that second
2: time. (laughs) There was was a video of that guy went to, there's a British guy went to Vegas on holiday, videoed the whole thing. You might've seen it at the time. Uh, uh -uh. He'd done the whole thing facing himself. (laughs) So he's like, "What an Im- wow! What a view!" And it's just like, hours of his face. Um, well, so, I mean, it doesn't take much to make me cry. I'll, I'll give myself three cries during this chat, in fact. But this, uh, even by Pixar's standard, this looks. Uh, this has got Niagara Falls written all over it, hasn't it? In the loveliest way possible, you know. Uh,
3: yeah, I think so. It's pretty emotional. Yeah.
2: Uh, no, so, so I know I know the answer to this question because I've, I've been lucky enough to. Uh, to be sat in that presentation can you please share where the idea has come from because I mean even that even even the very uh genesis uh, is enough to make a glass eye weep isn't it really yeah
3: yeah yeah I mean the 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 origin of the story is you know uh Dan was just doing some personal work and trying to figure out you know how did he become the the person he is today and so he ended up kind of delving in and thinking about the loss of his father and and um and talking to his mom a bit uh, about it. And um so he had this memory of that audio cassette. And I think as he was, as we were kind of in the story room, just talking, and he told that story about that that cassette. And it was so, like, heartbreaking and so poignant that... Um, you know, he waited all those years. He was a teenager and, and those two words are, are kind of all he got. And the way he told the story, it was so positive. Like that was enough. Um, wow. and I think that was for him, it was true. I mean, he was like, it was ma- it was like magic for him to be able to hear that voice. He could tell, he could hear the similarities of his own voice in his father's voice and um, so, kind of that that connection and that yearning for for connection and and finding it, and even those two words, that was kind of the 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 start of of the story and 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 the kickoff of it. So, yeah.
2: I, I mean, your career. I look at your career on on IMDb, and it, you know, it's imagine me sat at my home PC just applauding your your life. You know, <laughs> so how how do you? How do you uh, is it more than experience when you have that? eureka moment how how, how do you how, how do you create that where you know oh hang on this is this is gold
3: yeah i it's um it's it's just in the moment and you never really the the truth is in in storytelling and in filmmaking you never really know right like you don't know ever until it's out into the world like seriously you, yeah you never you never really know you, you you might feel like oh yeah this is special um but you it's the you know, you just never really know if it's going to come across, if, if you're going to do it well enough uh, to kind of to to do what you want it to do. Sure. Um, so and I think that's what makes it exciting is that there's no there's no guarantees whatsoever. So every day is just the, the, the slog and the grind of trying to to make it as good as possible and to try to figure out. Um, what are coming at it from all of the angles? How can we do this justice? How can we yeah. do this idea justice? Um, and that's the the terror and the fun of all of it.
2: I mean, <laughs> I, I say this with my Cory and Pixar hat on. On a selfish level, I, I, th- I think I feel like the world needs this movie now. I wish this film was was coming out right now, right. but it, it does it does feel like uh, the time is perfect, isn't it? We all need a little. Yes. Magic and a little on, onward in our lives. I
3: think so. I think so. I hope so. Yeah.
2: I mean that's that's For a beautiful. Sure. That's an exciting, beautiful. All right. I, or I yeah. know. I know the. <laughs> I know the world. <laughs> isn't in a. You know, there are certain people uh, in charge. Who I'm sure you and I would. You know, rather. You know, name names. Correct. But it does feel like the at least the um, the thing with Pixar movies. They often feel like a gift to the world, don't they?
3: Right. Right. I hope so. I hope so. That is really our goal, and I. I think in making this, that's the. That that. Was definitely the hope that that people it would resonate with people and that people could find their own story within this story, even though it's such a personal story to Dan. Um, we worked really hard to make sure that there are elements in there for everybody, um, and that the themes and everything are are universal, not not just necessarily personal to Dan.
2: And it's and that's the so. that's the beauty because the thing with the Pixar movie is I'm speaking like I own shares in Pixar, <laughs> but the, but we all we all find different things from each Pixar movie, and certain part of the magic is I might watch say finding Dory and there's something that will have mean floods, but yes. yet someone else will have their own thing. I mean, it's
3: exactly it's, it's magic yeah. what you
2: guys do isn't it yeah it's
3: that's yeah it's what we work so hard at
2: yeah <laughs> may I ask and again this is such a childish question, but i am so desperate to ask it what is it what is it like to work at Pixar because people like me it, you know it's become this uh again, this magical place in our, in our minds, what's it actually like there?
3: Um, it is, uh, I think it is, it's an amazing place to work because every day you show up and there are amazing people around you. It's, it's all, it's the people obviously. And it's the, the people around you that, that push you and that, um, that kind of help you grow and so every day I go into work and I learn something new so I've been there for 25 years 26 years and I oh still get gosh. excited every day to go in because I know I'm going to learn something and I'm going to learn something uh, I'm going to learn many things that day both from the people about storytelling about filmmaking I'm going to continually learn and I think that's the kind of the the mentality and the, and the disposition of everyone there everyone's there to make great films and to collaborate and to kind of work together to bring something to life and to bring you know create something from nothing and so it is really it is a pretty special place because of the people we are all we're like minded um if if that's not too cheesy but we're no, no, we're no, no. really like minded um and we all have the same goal um to to make a great film and to make a special film
2: I mean, that's not, so, I mean, I maybe because yeah, I'm the most sentimental person in the universe, but surely anyone would listen to that and think, "God, I wish where I worked was was like that." You want to work with yeah, people yeah. who bring the oh, best no, out I'm of you, don't
3: you? So incredibly lucky, yeah. And it,
2: it, it's no coincidence that people stay there for the the long oh, haul. Yeah. yeah, is that right?
3: It's true because yeah. again, you know, if, if I worked someplace else for twenty five years, I might <gasps> be bored or I might. But again, every every day, every story you work on, every aspect of of the story, even over the six years it's such an evolution and it's such a um kind of painstakingly um specific process that everyday things change and and so nothing is ever really static and so again that allows me to get up and be excited to walk in every day oh my and and solve some new problems
2: so it's so, so, yeah. so how did you, how did you um got many more onward questions but how, how did you get get that break with with pix how did you get in there
3: total total fluke be serious and, and yeah yeah no i yeah i started out in the commercials division actually so i was hired as the assistant to the um, executive producer when we used to make commercials way back in the day in 1993 and um so and i wasn't even quite sure what i wanted to do with my life at that point point. and i that but i had you know working on commercials i had my aha moment that was, ah, this is it. This is like all the things that I'd learned between school and I was an athlete and I like thought I was going to be a coach. And a lot of the, the elements of producing are kind of are not dissimilar to coaching. And so, you know, working with people, helping bring out, the best in people and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, I didn't really know much about filmmaking and and CG was in its infancy. Um, Nobody really knew much about CG at the time. And so, but I just knew that it was this exact right place for me where it was art and kind of coaching and technology, a little bit of technology, because I was a I had a little bit of that side of me, but so it was just this perfect thing. I was like, Oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Wow. So yeah.
2: Did, did you know at the time, you, did you just feel in your gut that the planets had aligned on this yeah. one then?
3: I did. Yeah. Yeah. There was an actual moment when I was producing a commercial and it, and it happened and I was on the phone with a, with a, <laughs> a director at an agency. And I was like, I heard I could, you know, sometimes when you can hear yourself talking and I heard myself talking and I was like, this is, I'm passionate, because I was so passionate about it. And I was like, this is my, this is going to be my thing. So it was fun.
2: I'm also a huge sports fan. So who are your, who are your sports heroes? In terms, <laughs> if you're, you know if you're, in my mind, you're now this Uber coach right? Uh, within Pixar. Who are, who, are you, who are the guys that you turn to in, in that regard for inspiration?
3: Oh, you know who, um, and I've had the extreme um, uh, luck to meet, is uh, Steve Kerr. Sure. Yeah. So I fell in love with him when he was playing for the Bulls and just in turn and because of he was such a team player and he was uh, on that crazy team with amazing talent. And yet he knew how to kind of run the whole team and he knew how to even as a player kind of get the best out of that team and the synchronicity that he created as kind of the the lead when he was on the floor. So I was always a, a huge fan of his.
1: and he was
3: very, yeah, he was just so smart. Um, and then when he became coach, um, and then of the Warriors, it's like how great and so I've had the opportunity to meet him and, and he's a phenomenal guy. He, I have all the respect for him. He's really unique. Because I, th- I think talented person.
2: Because I think sport can teach us so much about life. That's one yeah. of the reasons I love sport. Is because yeah. it's like Michael Johnson, the sprints, the stuff that he said 20 years ago. I still right. like, live my life by some of the stuff that you know.
3: Yeah.
2: I always think people are missing out if they Agreed. if they don't uh, if they don't love sport. Agreed. Yeah. Um, now with the with the storyline for onward, because when I when I and I'm sure I'm not alone in this, when I first read the initial synopsis,
3: yeah,
2: it sounded like one thing. Yeah. And of course. Pixar, being Pixar. Shame on me, right? well. <laughs> but um, how did how did this story evolve? Because there's a, there's a heck of a lot going on within this, as you would expect from Pixar. It's not just a, a straight story. Sure. I mean, this is. Sure. Um, I don't wanna, I don't want to give anything away, but it's a it's a meditation on some pretty deep and powerful stuff, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and I think you know that was that was the goal. I mean, Dan's story is emotional, and and it was the jumping off point for kind of just you know telling um, telling a story of, about human dynamics and 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 specifically family dynamics and um, kind of delving into the those the sibling relationships and, and and as well as parental relationships and and the dynamics within there so um, uh, yeah it was just it was it was fascinating and and then we but we knew we wanted to make a film for the whole world. And so, you know, we really, we thought about that and, and made sure that, that the themes were, were universal um, and that we could kind of create the story ar- around that. And make
2: sure that I mean, I think of some of the, the magical moments of, of Pixar movies and how they, they help us process certain things in, in our life. I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to name one because I'll, be, uh, <laughs> but um, but I mean, this movie in particular, I really feel is going to help families who are going through certain things. I mean, it's right. you you you're going you're gonna to help people heal. I mean, that's what a beautiful, yeah. amazing thing, right?
3: I know, so so lucky and fortunate to be able to to do that, to be in a place and tell stories that have that impact.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you think of say. Uh, say Jesse in Toy Story 2 when somebody yeah. you know we've. You know, I mean I've picked that like, at random I could have picked I could pick 20 you know yeah. have there been any any moments in in movies down the years that have uh, had that resonance with you and I'm guessing you're yeah. a huge movie fan yeah what we were your favourite yeah. movies pre-Pixar
3: you know what's crazy one of one of the uh, one of my favourite films in, in school or right after school was The World According to Garp And I, I think what I loved about that film was not just, it's, it's, it's quirky and weird and, and funny. And yet it is unbelievably poignant and really has, again, like has some real life lessons in there. But, um, and it's just, I like odd films. I think I, I, you know, I like films that, to your point, kind of, you, you think they might be one thing and then they turn out to be another. Um, and that was a really unexpected film for me. I didn't you know, I, I didn't I wasn't expecting to get um so emotionally punched in the gut by that one.
2: And think think of a movie like yeah. Up, which yeah. which, which yeah. Is, is like vintage yeah. I they're amazing. all vintage Pixar. Yeah. But on the surface it's a story of a young boy and an old guy and a house and some balloons. Again, more, you know, cuts a mean in, in my local cinema. <laughs> you know, but I mean, um, I mean, that's another That's an odd movie, but yeah, it will yeah. Get you right in there, doesn't exactly.
3: it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. had an interesting, I mean, a, a tough one to, to market. And I think this film's the same.
2: <laughs> uh, and then the, uh, not just the two of these, but Julia as well. I mean, as a, as a comedy anorak, I'll put Julia, I mean, she's. You know, if you're going to put you, if you're going to bring it back to the sport, if you're going to put an all-star lineup together. Yeah, she would be in there because you know you make Seinfeld. Sure. You think it's, it's not possible to top Seinfeld, and then she does Veep. I know. I mean, it's. I mean, that is up there with you know John Cleese in Faulty Towns. I mean, it's one of the great. Uh,
3: Absolutely. I mean that,
2: that must have felt like a yeah, a, a beautiful moment to get. Julia. It
3: was so great, and and Dan and I are just both huge fans, and so we were like, if we could get anybody um, to play this role and to bring. That because we didn't want to have like the a, kind of a, a cliched mom character, we wanted somebody with some tooth and some grit and some sardonic, you know, behavior. And um, she just came immediately to mind, and and we were both like, <laughs> Oh, please, please. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we're we're so lucky, she's phenomenal.
2: I mean, obviously, with any pick some over, you're not you're never going to struggle putting the, the bombs on the seats, but with um. With Julia, you know, you your comedy fans will flock. But then with the with the two leads, I mean, you, you couldn't ask for two hotter stars right now either, could you? Yeah,
3: I know. We just totally lucked out. So, it, was so, not, it was not by design. We didn't really go, you know, we didn't go out to seek the, to put those two together. We we, uh, we found Tom first because um, we needed to find the main character first. And then, um, but it wasn't, you know, we weren't like, oh, those two. Honestly? Are in the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was not intentional in that way. We cast them separately for their specific characters, um, and we're naive enough to not like we just were thinking about those characters because that's all that mattered to us. And then it was like a bonus that oh yeah, and they work together and they happen to be friends outside of outside of work. So
2: because yeah. with, with Pixar, we're right in thinking the, the the characters and the character development has to come first. Obviously Craig T. Nelson, and again, pick a name at random. (laughs) He's a a wonderful actor. His body of work speaks for itself. But obviously um, it's unlikely that with the Incredibles, you're going, this, this has to revolve around Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. But the the characters, am I I right there? The characters have to come first.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that's why we we weren't thinking about like Tom and Chris together ever. um, And until it actually happened until we knew that they were both right for their characters.
2: So um, I mean yeah. I know Tom's young but he's he's already on his way to becoming national treasure status over here. Yeah. So could you just say a bit about that in terms of how you cuz you you flew over to actually see him is that right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Cuz and 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 cuz we had a small window to try to catch him in between shooting, um, various films. He's, he's a busy, busy human being. Um, we were lucky enough to get all the sessions we needed to with him because he's just so incredibly busy. Um, but yeah, we just, we hopped right on the plane and, and came over and, and he had a, a, a half a, a half a morning off or something. And, and we met in a hotel and, and he was just so, um, really truly interested and engaged in the story. So Dan pitched the whole story, um and as we sat around a table and he was just engaged the whole time he got it he under you know from he understood exactly what we were going for he understood all of the the themes that we were going for and uh yeah it was it was just perfect um and and we knew that he was we knew in that moment we walked away and we were like yep that's him that's the character we just have to make sure our schedules can align and that he can you know do the
2: work so now, now before i go as you can tell it's been such a huge uh, thrill for me to to meet you yeah. there would be so many people listening to this who would uh they would be similarly thrilled to hit to to hear your voice could you share <laughs> with anyone who's remotely creative what any tips for um getting that creativity out i can't think of anyone on the planet i'd want to ask that question some more honest <laughs> with you i mean i've really put you on the spot <laughs> yeah no pressure you know, so just,
3: a, a just change everyone's life on, you know. on creativity uh no, I think it's, it's really, it's interesting because it's not, and it's going to sound like I'm ripping it off from the film, but I think it really is about, um, taking risks and being in, and being okay in that uncomfortable place where you're not sure if things are going to work or, um, nothing is certain. And because we you know, I just spent six years on a project with, that's, that's mm. not, where nothing is really certain. And you're not certain if it's going to work, if people are going to understand if you're doing everything right, if the visuals are going to line up with the, the story on and on. Um, but I think, you know, taking risks is a huge part of, of creativity and, and, and the willingness to be vulnerable in, in taking those risks, I think is, is, is key.
2: I mean, there's, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the room, I promise. (laughs) Um, I mean, there's a, there's a, again, I'm not spoiling anything, but there is a, Let's just say an action scene. I mean, I was on, I was on the edge of my seat for that one scene more than any you know real car chase. That you know, it was like it was that like French Connection. You know, no, yes, I mean it. You no, know, know yeah. I mean that's. But I mean moments like that. I mean that's. You must love. You must really dig the reaction of an audience. I mean that's only a snippet out of context, and even there, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. please you know, I mean that's it's a gift, isn't it?
3: It is, it is. That's great. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. But yeah,
2: thank you so it's much. Fine. It's been an absolute thank blast you. to meet you. Thank, thank you. I was yeah. going to say good luck with the film. You don't need it. I, no, I, please. <laughs> 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 all right, okay. I'm not, I'm not coming with as well, yeah. Corey. Need thank it. you so much. You. Bless you. Thank appreciate you. It. Right. I think I, sp- I speak around for all of us. We we all wish we worked at Pixar. Yes. By the end of that chat, I was thinking, could I. Could I lie on my CV and say I'm a brilliant computer animator? Probably not. Um But yeah, I mean just look at Pixar's back catalogue, look look what they've done to uh the world of entertainment and that you know they've they've put an extra spring in all of our steps and made our heart uh swell a little a little bit more than we previously thought possible. I, I adore those Pixar films. Do you have a favourite Pixar movie? <laughs> Tweet me! I, I mean, where am I going with this? At Balance LDN, gosh, picking a favourite Pixar film. I, I did love, I know what it is, it's Toy Story 3, I don't have to look. Toy Story 3, I went on a date with my now wife and cried, And talk about a bad impression. I cried so hard that I'd, I had to take my 3D glasses off in the cinema. It was like projectile sobbing. Uh, it was the scene where, uh, and I, I think the in the Inbetweeners movie 2, they do a... I know Ian Morris I should ask him. I think they do an homage to my favorite scene in the Pixar films and it's where the toy I won't spoil, I'll, I'll be vague if you haven't seen it. It's where all the toys hold hands. If you've seen Toy Story 3, you will know the bit I mean. Uh anyway, onward promises to be uh it doesn't just promise I mean it 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 will be another absolute Pixar banger it's out today again huge thanks to uh to Corey Ray and to all at Pixar at, and uh and Disney. that was that was a dream thank you as always spread the word tell your friends at we are at balance ldn and I'm at james gill comedy we are dropping an extra episode because it's international women's day this sunday uh, and we have one of the great rising stars of uh the world of acting I was going to say British acting which is technically correct because this person is British but uh their profile I, I won't No, you know what I'll save it for Sunday but uh as I say to this person in, in our chat when you look at her CV it's pretty remarkable anyway so we'll see you Sunday for a bonus episode one great woman in Corrie, ray to another uh for this Sunday's guest for International Women's Day uh, enjoy onward. Thank you as always, and thanks for the uh, the feedback and the messages and all of that. Uh, and uh, I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye bye bye.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus.